0: Like a good neighbor, the Peace Peacebot Podcast is here. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Peacebot Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host Pearl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Did I forget she practiced? Word? She practiced this theme song. Uh, is, this has been a really important part uh, yeah. for Pearl? You know okay. her introductions to the podcast. So this is new. This is new, okay? So you this just is almost a segment this at this
0: point. Okay. I know. All right. Clearly, I did see
2: my my facial expression, should have new I was like, "What's going on here?"
0: Right? Our fans really like it. So you never know if you're on the Peace Spot podcast or if you're in a new live jingle. And when I go famous, I want to hear none of y'all talking nothing.
3: I will no, be it's, definitely talk on all social media. <laughs>
1: No, it's really true. I've been trying to get her to stop doing these uh, intros and then people was like responding in our DM like I actually like it and I was like oh. Oh, okay. I All know right. so I, we have we got receipts so. Got my, receipts.
0: my intros have their own fan club, okay?
1: okay. Right. It's okay, <laughs> well <laughs> now that now that we got that part, um, welcome back again to the Peace Spot Podcast. I'm Paris. And I'm Pearl. And today we have guests for you all. I know it's been a a while since we've had guests on the show, mainly because Pearl isn't that likable and people don't want to come on, but
0: we have guests today. I just want to know why you always need to throw shade on the podcast. Like you don't have anything else to do other than throw shade?
3: It's times darker. Right. We
0: have company. So I'm going to get you after the show. I know your number.
1: I'm about to look it on the internet. Okay. So anyway, we have guests today, and I'm gonna go ahead and let our guests uh introduce themselves.
2: Well, Guest number one. You
1: know,
2: go <laughs> ahead. I mean, I should be number one at all times, but it is what it is. Um I'm and just Adam gonna dude go seems by seems
0: familiar. Harris thinks just, she's number one too.
2: I, I'm just gonna go by Jay on this podcast today. You know, anybody who's seen the previous episode should already know who I am. So that's how I'm gonna leave it
3: my guy why are you talking like you're on 11 p.m radio station about to play slow jazz or something like that
2: hey man i'm i'm trying to speak to somebody right now <laughs>
3: all right all right so i'm gonna keep it simple i'm jacubre uh now yeah thank y'all for having me on the peace spot uh podcast i listen to y'all y'all have some you know great content so you know glad to be on
1: thank you for coming back so for those of you who are like who are these guests and why do they sound familiar they were on our podcast a year ago yes i think at this time under the city Gents podcast yep yeah, so, and time flies because, damn, it doesn't feel like it's been a year ago.
3: No, it doesn't until you mention that it didn't feel like that at all, but you're right.
2: It's like I an know. anniversary, then. It's like an anniversary.
1: It, yeah. It kind of is. It, it is. So
3: we, had
0: an a, we gave y'all an annual slot. See you next year. Yeah, look at that. See <laughs> you next year.
1: Okay, so what we're going to do, so we haven't done this in a while, but I like icebreakers, so we can kind of break the ice, although I think we've been doing a pretty good job so far. Cool. Um, I had two different icebreakers, but one of them got vetoed. So I'm a, I am don't know. We'll see if I do too. Okay. So the first icebreaker is, okay. I'm ready. So you're on a first date. Mm-hmm. And this date is with someone that you've been speaking to online for a couple months. Okay. Uh, you show up on the first date and this person looks nothing like their profile. Like absolutely nothing. What do you do? Do you stay at the date? Do you go? How do you handle it?
3: I'm going to stay up to date, but I'm definitely going to regulate about how the date's going to go from there. Like, instead of dinner, we're going to get coffee or something. But I'm going to stay. <laughs>
1: Damn. So the whole date changed. Okay. I mean, if, if they
3: changed from their picture on their profile versus that, and then, yeah, yeah, the date's going to change. I mean, I'm still not, I'm, a, I'm there. I'm committed to that already. I'm not going to leave or cause a scene or, you know, make no, I'm still going to be there and be present but i'm gonna you know alter it a little bit just like they oh, alter so they fall off? <laughs> yeah so that's all but no i'm gonna stay it ain't that ser- deep to me i'll stay but that will be it
0: okay okay
2: okay um i'm gonna say there's a few things it depends on where the location is that i met this person at it also depends on if they look like dracula or not like I mean another thing. I mean, I just I just show up and I'm like, this look like a whole man. Like, I mean, <laughs> what am I supposed to do at this point? You know what I mean? Like, right. Okay. So I'm right. I mean, it, I think it depends for me. Um, based on that scenario, I may continue or I may just be like, Look, um, I appreciated the opportunity to actually meet you. Um, you're not who you said you was. We'll catch up soon. <laughs> <And> that's <laughs> he, it. Gonna,
0: he' gonna treat and dip. He's treating and dipping, but politely. Okay, Pearl, what you doing? Oh, I, w- I was gonna stay. There's free. There's a free meal.
3: See, I
0: knew. That <laughs> so, that okay, okay. yeah, but I'm not
3: especially especially
0: that. if it's somewhere like I like. Why? But see,
3: and that's why I said it's not dinner for me. At that point, we get coffee. I'll spend five dollars mm-hmm. on a coffee, but we're not getting dinner. So so,
2: so Patrick ended it. So. He's saying that he would uh be up here involved ball with a man, fissy man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or looking like one.
2: Yeah. And he uh, said he'd buy a coffee for right
1: him. Now. He there may is, have a new uh, homie. Oh,
3: there's definitely boundaries to that. Let me make that clear. Buddy. He said,
2: "Hey, Patrick is not type per, money, person to spend money. Period. So the fact that he just said that he's gonna spend five dollars on somebody I'm random, I'm I'm probably, still shocked about that. I'm
3: probably capping a little bit to be honest, but I never ran into that situation because I don't do that online stuff. So that's probably why.
1: Well, I'm just well when I thought of it, like it depends on how bad the person looks, because you know people do be catfishing out here, and though I think it's weird that people would meet up with someone without. Face timing or cna social media or something like that but people do it
3: people, people do it all the time across the country to to people they know and then yeah get
1: fish or out. So, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm also
0: accepting plane tickets i'm just going <laughs> that out
1: there for me it depends on how bad they don't look like they picture like are we talking a receding hairline versus you know being bald are we talking I don't know like a weight difference okay. right. are you or did you, you tell me you were okay. six two and you five three like help me I out got you all right
2: so Damn, say, pastor the at your height no what all,
1: i'm
3: five <laughs> seven my guy give me my branches <laughs> <laughs> second of all um god had to humble me so you know he's like we'll make this man five seven you make him six feet it's just gonna be terrible so you had to humble me before i was born but no paris i'm a i'm a Okay, so let's say for you, all right, it's a dude, it's a brother you've been talking to or whoever you've been talking to for a hot minute. You know, he tells you he's six feet and he turns out to be six feet. But when you see him, you know, he looked like he was in shape and took care of himself. But when you see him, he don't got a cut. His beard, you know, was scruffy and not the good kind of scruffy, but just kind of like all over pace and patchy. He done gained weight because of COVID and everything like that. And his headline is a little far back. What would you do there?
1: Um, I I would be like, sir, like, it's like, it's nice to meet this version of you, but like, I definitely would probably have to address, like, what is the difference? We kind of talked, me and Pearl kind of talked about this on our last episode, like all the upkeep that like women have to put into a first date. So honestly, I would be pissed. Like, don't you dare show up to this first date with your receding hairline that I didn't know about and not, you know, taking care of, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I get that. Cause like our first day, definitely the beer gotta be taken care of. I'm sure uh Jay, uh what you going, Jay, uh O P, what are you gonna buy again? <laughs>
1: I would be more upset if I was expecting like a Prince Charming and he showed up looking like a turtle like that would be more upsetting to me. But are you going to eat the steak is what I, I am? I am going to stay. I am going to stay for the day. Yes, I would be that's upset. Why
3: I do not do dinner on the first date. What?
1: But, but that does not I mean we've already had months or, or all these yeah. weeks of conversation. And I just feel like if I was I would address it. Now, I don't know if I'm staying completely through <laughs> dinner because I could buy my own dinner. But I don't know if I'm kind of I don't know I would be texting Pearl though about it like trying to probably take pictures of him on the low and be like bro what is this but
3: have her call you if you really needed an escape or escape route or something like that
1: no nah, I just leave look I'm you
0: I'm bored hey, don't need me she ain't, ain't one of that
1: she would just I, look this isn't given before
3: to or get. after the appetizers came
1: um it it, it depends on you if um.
3: you, was, you heard the um,
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I don't know where are we at where are we eating
3: <laughs> okay
1: yeah, what so restaurant are we talking i don't really know to how much prep too? did i spend getting ready for this date i look a night out is a night out at this point i'm
3: about to say but that's the thing you don't already spent the prep or time regardless if he didn't put any work or stuff you know that's on him but you already put in the work so wouldn't you just stay to stay i mean like like you said you probably you know you will probably you will get a free meal out of it so
1: I mean no i mean i would stay i think i would just be more in shock that yeah, he doesn't look like the picture because i mean i feel like this happens to men more than anything
3: yes it does
1: exactly so but it happens to women like we get half-fished like i was talking about the oh you talk about the
3: wear the head and they take it off and, and yeah like, like neo pretty much yeah
1: <laughs> bro like remember on Stump the yard that man looks so
3: different
1: <laughs> yeah <Man. laughs> I don't know. Well, Pearl's staying for her meal. I'm staying for my meal.
0: Right. I'm all staying right. all
1: the way through dessert. Checking everything. Coffee
3: and that's it for me.
1: <laughs> don't give her a croissant and that's it. Croissant she coffee. No
3: croissant. I said coffee. I said oh. five dollars. She getting the coffee.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, all right then. Are you doing <laughs> the are you doing the second icebreaker?
1: I don't know. Well, we, spent, you know, okay, I'll do it real quick. Okay, yeah, if you had to, all right, the second one honestly was, okay, if you this had, was would
0: hers, you, by the way, I
1: thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. Would you rather date a superhero or a villain? Villain. I said villain yeah. too.
2: Yeah. yeah i would say villain because i know the truth
3: yeah and at least you know what you expect superheroes begin getting you in all types of problems at least you know what to expect with a villain like oh they, she wilding right now i know what she about to do but like you could be walking down the street and get kidnapped because somebody trying to get at you to get to the hero That's
2: that brings a up villain. an interesting a that. Thing. Damn. that almost makes it sound like toxic though to we're all that.
0: trash because we I all mean, said villain way too quickly great right. yeah, that's, that's, that's kind
3: of that's obviously toxic but at least you know uh, you know what i'm saying yeah
0: that, i was out here because i just the villain usually has more money than the hero and i feel like heroes can't mind their business wow
1: i feel well, like I, the superhero would be a little too busy like hey, always saving the I world me crime. i mean
0: right 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 that's okay i gotta make sure we have money i know that he robbing banks i know if like i need somebody off he got me like that's that's my dude if i wanna (laughs) if i want a coat made out of dalmatian fur he got me
3: yeah it's happening well that's what happened to the one in 101 dalmatians Mm -hmm.
0: gone i got a nice little rug at the crib no (laughs) okay see it wasn't that bad pearl like I know, to- but you just like right before we get into this episode, we had to talk about how toxic we are individually. And now we're gonna talk about how toxic life can just be at us. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who you referring to, but um You I, my dude I don't know who
1: you're referring you, to. My dude. Okay. Well anywho, so we're on here because we have a topic to get into and to talk yeah. about, which is always fun. So what are we talking about today?
0: today we're going to talk about promiscuity is that how you say it yeah i've been trying to figure out how to say that all day i figured because you you did this whole pause like you needed somebody else to say the topic and i was like this bitch don't know the word does she
1: okay i get tongue tied really easily on this show have you noticed that like i'll be talking and then it's just like word vomit
0: what school district did you graduate from so i know where not to move
1: i went to public school in the suburbs Mm. that's weird but I got two degrees, so don't don't come at me. So me too, ho. All right. Anyway, our topic is about uh Lindsay, promiscuity. <laughs> hey, right, me. being promiscuous. So I guess my first question is like, what what does that even mean to y'all? Like what what does it mean to be promiscuous? Because I feel like that means different things to different people.
2: That's a good question, actually. Now that I think about it, uh, I think it can mean different things far as for me. I would say that it can go into when you are at times being very, as they say, sluggish behavior. Um, It can also go into how you look at other people. Um, As for example, like somebody that nowadays I feel like it's easy to call somebody like a hoe or slut, blah, blah, blah. And they may only have only been one or two people. That doesn't mean that. So I think it's like easier nowadays to say people are, quote-unquote promiscuity <laughs> um so i don't know i think it i think it could fall into depending on how a, a person outlook on it what you say
1: uh, uh well me oh you want to talk to me Oh no, go go ahead go ahead Pam. oh well i don't know for me when i hear the word promiscuous i instantly think about people being like very hypersexual like people who are just out here getting it where they can at any time, different people, places, it, it doesn't matter. Um, and usually usually it's not a positive behavior of being promiscuous. When people refer to people being promiscuous, it's usually um, them doing, going about it in an unhealthy way. But I really don't know if there is a healthy way to be promiscuous.
3: Um, i would say i would actually agree with you in paris on that one for sure it, for me i think it's just uh, a different level of uh hyper with in an individual and that could just be with uh just a demeanor their or their vibe um you know how many partners they have in you know a, this a specific period of time i don't think it's necessarily just people who decide to engage in casual sex i think it's just in a matter of which they do um and and how they do in the frequency what they what they do that, that's how i see it And I I do see it as more of a destructive behavior than a beneficial behavior for society.
0: That's so interesting. I disagree with all of you. I think promiscuity is like a social stigma that unfortunately has a negative connotation, but I think it only describes what doesn't fit a traditional status quo. So I don't think it necessarily has to be a negative. I just think because we're so socialized to think that having multiple partners or being more adventurous like labels you and we needed to label it. So they came up with promiscuity.
1: But is there a difference between being promiscuous and just having casual sex? Because I think that is somewhat of a spectrum and people kind of, you know, make them interchangeable because right. some people look at casual sex as, you know, it's, it's not that bad. I'm responsible, even though right. if you think about it, there are people who are having casual sex with like three or four people a week, which some people would consider that being promiscuous. Right, Right.
0: which is why it's a social stigma, Mm -hmm. instead of an action. That's why I feel like it doesn't always have to have a negative connotation, depending on like who you're talking to.
3: I think it doesn't have to have that negative, but I mean, realistically, from the sexual liberation movement, you know, when I started in the 60s and everything like that, there has been a lot of negative effects from that um single motherhood rate went up single fatherhood divorce rates have went up um stds there have been new stds because of people having so many partners were unprotected so i think there while why we can say is a social stigma and it is a social uh construct that, that is absolutely correct we we can't ignore uh the the detriment to society it has had, not just in our time but in other times when people were more promiscuous in um diseases and stuff that ran rapid because typically when you're more periscous, eventually you stop caring about being safe. And that's just the reality of the situation. You you, you stop caring. Um, and I think putting the label on stuff, it's it's interesting because like especially our generation, we don't like the label stuff, but we put labels on everything. Oh, I'm this, I'm that, you know, I identify this or this, you know, regardless respect to what are the people you do. But when it comes to this, I, I think it's, it it definitely it, it is a stigma but it's a stigma stigma that does that is backed by you know data and and in science and 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 social scientists have done several studies on families and uh, a socioeconomic thing with between the 60s and now and how the difference is there's there's pros and cons to that and i think we need to see both sides
1: yeah i agree um people out here catching stds like crazy because People are just gross. I think that's the easiest way to put it. <laughs> people, I think people are just gross. Like, you know, if we we being transparent, yeah. we don't like condoms. Like, I mean, let's be real. No, like I don't, people don't like I, I, like people don't like condoms, men or women. So we tend sure. to be like, you know, you ain't gotta wear that. Or we get comfortable and you know, people aren't getting tested as frequently as they probably should, or people aren't really even having those conversations with a partner or partners. Like, you know, some people, I've heard of people being on like a testing schedule and they make sure that their partners are also on this testing schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah. People before, you know, they get intimate, like after dates or whatever, they like, you got those papers. So I know you clean and some people get upset about that, but I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing, yeah, you know, it, them, you know, requesting, you know, requesting that, but yeah, STDs is running rampant. People got it, to clap, people itching, burning, whatever.
3: And um, even back in 2011, so I, you know, in the military, I was a pharmacy tech and I worked as a medic, medic too. So back in 2011, when I was in uh, the farm, the pharmacy part of it, uh, one of the things we were learning in our advanced class after therapeutics was about like you know infectious diseases, right? And one of the ones that came up was gonorrhea because it actually was getting so bad they actually sent out a what a memorandum, pretty much, and they were just encouraging us to practice safe sex or celibacy absent, whatever you wanna do, but just do it safely because there was a new strand of gonorrhea, This was back in 2011. Now it is called super gonorrhea. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that uh, term, but there was this new strand of gonorrhea gonorrhea. that was coming um, um, around that was uh, coming they were. It was increasingly uh, becoming ineffective to the last known like vaccine for it. So um, it was really, really hard to treat this type of gun because it was mutating so rapidly, so quickly. And over the, just the last 10 years, it's just mutated even more to the point to where it's called super gonorrhea, where it's almost, I'm not going to say it is incurable because I haven't kept up with that specific part that much, but that was back in 2011, you know, and that's, that's scary. Back- and that's just from people, there's a safe way to do anything. They're like, you're not gonna go skydiving without a parachute, right? You're not gonna go bungee jumping in. You, most people, you're not gonna do, you're not gonna strap on and get on a roller coaster without making sure your harness is secure. But then when it comes to engaging in sexual activities, when it comes to casual sex and promiscuity, the reason why I see it as a difference is that that is more where it comes to not having those conversations. And if we're real with it, how many of us are really having those conversations with our partner? We should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but h- how many of us are really asking about like when was your last STD test? And it's not just it's just because you're asking that question. There's a stigma behind it that uh, for men or women, oh, it's, you know, it's more you know towards women. And I'm just gonna you know call a spade a spade. Where if you ask them, they the, the connotation is oh, do you think I've been with this many people or this many people? It's a negative connotation, a stigma to that. That that I would say. But hmm. asking you for your partners. Um, you know, paper, paperwork, paperwork, it's just like, yo, are you getting your tested? Are you checking stuff out? Um,
1: so that's, so that's been, so that's been you all's experience. Like you've asked women for like their papers and the women are like, you saying I'm dirty.
3: Yeah. Not all of them in respect to all, but yeah, yeah. There has been a few and I could get while I can understand where that comes from. Like I definitely do uh, why they feel that way. But at the end of the day, why are you mad that I'm making sure we're both being safe? Cause I got my papers right here ready right
1: i don't know Per. what you think about super gonorrhea
0: i don't know i i'm not even gonna lie to you like when you said it i i immediately went to like and i was gonna sound really weird but like the fairly odd parents and how everything became super and i'm oh
3: yeah i know what episode you're talking about and i'm
0: over here like oh my gosh like because you know like super just makes it even worse and (laughs) you can't get rid of it i'm I'm sure
3: there's a really technical medical term for it but that's what they called it when they told us yeah
1: because I thought remember? about it being like a virus with big arms or something like go that. For real. What, where Can I you went imagine like
0: it. getting your results and they're like, no, 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 not just gonorrhea. Super, super gonorrhea. Super gonorrhea. Super gonorrhea. This, it almost sounds like that song, like super gonorrhea, fragilistic Xvi." Okay, that is not it's not a song. You know, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry.
3: You just remixed one.
0: I'm just remixing. Again, <laughs> yeah. when I go famous.
3: Well, hey, I'm not mad at you. What about you, J or K element O P?
2: Look, man, you're gonna get my name right.
3: <laughs> All right,
2: I think it's a few. I don't know. Like listening to everybody, it was interesting because I think I dip and dabble with what everyone was saying because I think from the standpoint of like what you were saying, I did hear about super guy and uh so that is a, a known fact that those things are going on. But I also think like when I look at how people are raised nowadays, I think that also has a a big part of how sex is looked at too For example at one point they tried to push uh sex ed on us as kids especially when i was like growing up et etc and i feel like during those times people started to the things that you didn't do and people told you not to do then people wanted to do more so then people wanted to like have sex more back then just like the drug uh i can't even remember the name of that where dare. they tried to push like yeah dare they set that program turned out to make it where people end up using more drugs yeah so you- i think oh sorry
3: no
1: no, no, no. we well, like yeah whitney said crack is whack and that ain't stop people from doing crack Right, like, like, <laughs> i want to see how whack it
3: is exactly
2: right. <laughs> so i think so i think those type of things have made us like the things that they say don't do but i think it's like how do you educate people and i think that sometimes starts at home too because I'll be honest. Like growing up in a single parent household, if my mom would have really talked to me about sex, which I don't even remember if she did, like I probably been like, "What?" Like, but if a guy talked to me like my dad or somebody like that, like I probably would have looked at it different. But that also affects like how someone is raised. And like going back to what Patrick was saying, um, coming up with how the households are, um, because somebody else may not raise that person either. I also think it has something to do with. I'll be honest, like we have so many movements now that's like, oh, well, go out there and have sex. Be wh- whoever you want to be, be whatever gender Free. you want to be. Yeah. Be whatever gender you want to be, be whatever person you want to be. Right. Uh, great. Right. And then we got other countries that are also, you know, just comparing the United States to other countries. Some in some countries they have sex workers and they literally, that's their profession. They're okay with that. And they don't look at it as quote unquote a wrong thing to do. They feel like is free so it's kind of like when I think about it is it has a lot of negative but then it's like certain things are pushed to to make it whereas it becomes a complicated subject and it's like how do you look at it and I know how I can look at it but somebody else may not look at it the way I look at it and I think that's one of the biggest problems today like that we're struggling with like you shouldn't be going around like passing out disease I will say I agree with Patrick as well when he said that at times people feel that you shouldn't ask me for my papers. And I have had that experience with women at times too. I know you asked that question, uh, Pete, that do you feel that women, I think at times like women oftentimes feel that men are the ones who are the dirtier ones. A lot of the times, not saying all the times. And so then when it's the opposite way around, someone is like asking a woman about it and she'll say, uh yeah, how dare you? I'm not some slut or whore that's running around here.
0: Well, I'm...
1: you know, I, honestly, I think everyone's a slut if we're being transparent. I think <laughs> men are sluts. Honestly, I do. I think men are sluts in so, yeah, the I sluttiest of sluts, to be honest. See, sometimes. that's a, that's a but bias. I, but, that's no, so... but I say that because women get called sluts and whores more than anything. Like, when you hear the term, like, slut or whore, no one's thinking of a man. They're thinking of a woman. So, I, like... I haven't
2: thought of anything when I heard that term. Yeah. I
1: Most men... most men when you when anyone uses this term like they say oh she's a slut you don't hear like people say oh he's a slut although like Uh, I said I think men and women are sluts but
3: yeah I I, might have to disagree with you Ted I would say it's definitely more stigmatized to women still but there are times where we like oh no that man he's a male whore he's a whore or or, yeah yeah they do say because the frequency is still more with women I would agree with you there of homely no, of being called that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you you say Paris is about to jump on oh, me. Oh, I was like, in. okay, no, I'm agreeing with you i'm agreeing with you but then that
2: so you see how she was going to react to that so that means that she again thinks that men that men are the ones she already said that that men are the ones so it's again that goes back to what we just were saying about
1: don't let them don't let them gang up on me i'm just saying that goes back to what we said when it comes up on me
2: when it comes up to asking about papers it gets oh well why would you ask me about that why
3: would i you know
1: do you think i'm this and i like no i just i need to
0: what if what if
1: you know that that person or if you both are dealing with people like you know that she's busting it wide open for a few people and you know he's dropping dick off to a couple people
2: oh i think that's a different situation
3: that's a different situation you definitely should be sleeping with a condom then because we don't know who uh with the people they're with who they're and that's why i'm saying like there has to be some regulation uh, to to whatever comfortability on the individual part i'm not here to tell you what that is whatever that is for you let it be for you, right? But th- there has to be some, you know, <laughs> regulations with that. Like if you sleeping with three or four different women over the course of a month, like a week or whatever, and then vice versa, they're doing that. And then those same people, that, that that it's a web, right? So yeah, you need to be asking for papers and stuff because then you, you run into a situation which I can, uh, I can, there's several indirect experiences that I can tell you about of people not asking the right questions for whatever reason and turn it up with some curable SCDs for the lucky ones and for other ones incurable ones
0: mm-hmm. but there's even more than just like diseases right so mm-hmm. i definitely want to say i'm advocating for protection for all and i do wish that some of those programs you guys had mentioned did what they were supposed to do and taught but do you feel like sometimes promiscuity comes from a lack of education like oh for for sure Okay.
3: on that because uh, actually that reminded me of what, uh, uh, what Jay said. So when he was talking about in school system, I think what was very detrimental for our, and you can let me know if you agree or disagree with this one. I definitely want to hear your perspective on this. Uh, what was very de- detrimental for our group of uh, people, you know, our generation was, when we asked those questions, like in health class and stuff, nobody really told us the truth. Nobody really gave us the, like, when I say the facts, nobody was really real with us about it. Like it felt just don't do it, don't do it, don't act, don't, don't do it. It was looked at as such a negative thing that you were like, mm-hmm. well, why, why, why shouldn't I do it? A great example was whoever brought up the DARE program. They're going to third, fourth graders who don't know nothing about drugs, tell them not to do drugs. Well, wh- wait, why shouldn't I do this? Oh, will it really do that? Let's try it out, and that's why that program was a complete failure. But I, I do agree, it is a lack of uh, honest education and honest conversation. Which I'm, for me, my pops gave me the real talk, and then followed by my mom, they gave uh, too much. But I'm grateful. <laughs> that's for
1: what it. I was gonna ask about parents, like what type of conversations and when did y'all have like conversations with y'all parents about sex and like not how and like how to not be out here yeah
3: because mm-hmm. I definitely
1: feel like Go I ahead. had those cocks especially from my dad and my mom
3: yeah when was the first time that you can remember
1: so I so I think I had the conversation with with my mom um, but I think it comes up more so when you start dating um but for so my mom she is an ultrasound technician so okay. she has you know does that level of work so she was seeing teenagers coming in pregnant she was seeing all of that from an early age from you know 11 year olds to like 17 year olds on a third pregnancy you know just things like that and so she was very open with me and my sister like this is what's happening out here this is what happens when you're reckless and you don't pay attention um you know so she was very clear on like making sure we even understood like our bodies because you wouldn't believe how many young girls out there don't even know that their vagina and their uterus are two different things. Like people think that they're the same thing, and they're not. Um, so I think my mom did a good job of kind of starting with that education piece. But I would say my dad probably talked to me more about it when I started dating, and it was just kind of more like you have sex, and you know you kind of like no, but you might be, but you're not. I don't know, and it, and it just gets awkward, but definitely definitely you know in high school i would say for me
3: got gotcha. you for me they, they i don't know what parents are crazy i was eight
0: that's so young
3: because here's the eight thing. year olds oh, are having sex yeah, yeah, uh-uh. they,
0: are.
3: they are not not when i was growing up but they are no, not i rare. was still
0: playing with play-doh
3: yeah yeah but and they playing I, with grateful before that and it wasn't like it wasn't like the first time they told me like every intricate detail um but they definitely were like do you know where babies come from do you know how that happens because both of their um I guess perspective on it was because uh full like I wasn't a planned child like I just kind of you know happened you know what I mean like a result of unprotected sex is just the result of that it wasn't planned but you know they did their best and they they rocking you know everything like that man respect to both of them uh but they didn't want me to fall down the same type of path that most of my family does. So most of my family and mom's side, child really, ch- children really run, been living off the state for two and three, four generations now. So they thought if they get the, if I get to talk from them in the real talk versus they me getting it partially from school, partially from friends, and then you know experimenting on myself, what I mean by that is like experimenting like, Finding out what it is on my own, without understanding everything, like you saying the lack of education, that's where a lot of you know problems occur. So when I was eight, they had the first like you know like nice little subtle talk, and then again at twelve. And when I was in high school, was when they had like the very like real talk, like very like I mean very detailed. I'm, but I'm grateful for it.
0: I am still waiting on the talk from my parents. <laughs>
3: oh
1: my god
0: yep still haven't got it so maybe one day
1: <laughs> your parent thinks
0: you're a virgin still right I, I feel like she gave me my purity ring and and that was it
1: and that was it now you know good okay. damn well a pur- <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay I, I got my purity ring and that was it that's all that was she was, no, we that didn't have she to not. talk about it no more we didn't have
3: to talk this does enough Here I was go.
0: saved and I had a cute little ring where is the purity ring now where, where is it now I got to retire it because I got married and that's what you're supposed to do. Oh,
3: so you got a new ring. So you replaced it. I a got new a new ring. Uh, so. She
0: retired it
1: before she got married. Don't let her. <laughs>
0: I'm going to need you to not put my business out on the internet. Okay. Okay. Mind your business. But anyway, my parents never gave me the talk. Um, we we uh, Why I asked about education is my school had abstinence-based education, which I think a lot of Illinois public schools do currently. Um, so abstinence based education, basically you they try to scare you into not um, having any type of sex before marriage. They really push like wedlock marriage, one person like you'll be clean and pure. So there's no need to worry about all the really scary pictures that they push. Um, and while I do feel like that stops people temporarily because um, we had to do this whole experiment. It's called Chunkies and Floaties. I don't know if you guys had to do something like that they no, literally what's
3: that, what's that?
0: so they take like a clear cup of water um in front of the whole school and then they invite like 10 kids up and like everybody has to chew up a different type of candy or flaming hot and then you mix your cup with somebody oh. and then by the end it's like this nasty gross cesspool and they were like this is your body if you have sex before marriage so when i got my purity ring i was like mm, i'm good i'm saved that's
1: that's disgusting that but is- i mean that's a good way to teach girls about like their ph level it's and why it might yeah. be wrong. a
3: good reason that's disgusting <laughs>
1: they're not yeah. drinking it or eating it But
3: i think it's so to your to your point pearl with that i get it i i think the base education is still good to teach but what i also think is and this is why i'm always for sharing multiple perspectives right so when you tell kids like if you do this if you have sex your penis would fall off and you will die it's just like okay come on now like that's not the realistic possibility of that happening it's just slim to none right but if you say hey this is the potential consequences you can have from having sex it doesn't mean it happen but this is how you have it safely if you choose not to have it this is how you abstain from it and giving kids a proper education overall rather than through them finding out through friends, through you know the wrong guardians, through uh, the internet. Now you now you could probably find it out on TikTok. I w- would imagine um, it, it it definitely creates an hyper sexualization, and that's why kids like a Parasetta eight nine years old, having sex.
0: Right now, pushing this a step further, what do you feel like? Because usually it's not influences by education or some of these external factors what do you feel like the factors were that pushed you to like have sex early and then without the education, the background and the knowledge, like what really drove that? Was it societal pressure or was it more of an internal pressure? I like
3: that question. That's good. Um, It was a little bit of societal for me, especially being a guy, you know, but then I was just lustful. You know, I was uh, raging hormones and stuff like that. That was
1: my question. Like being lustful, does that push people to be a little bit more promiscuous not just sex but like the lust.
3: yeah and i'm gonna be completely 100 that's where i come from that from like falling there into that you know promiscuity um lifestyle and i consider it for me it 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 didn't fulfill anything like Mm -hmm. you know this the the, despite the statement you know guys do this you know because one of the things people, I know, one of the things a lot of people say is, before you get married, you gotta have all these experiences, right? You gotta have this experience. You gotta understand what you like and like. But what what you people forget to realize is that if you're having sex with multiple different people, you know, whether it's this person one night, this person that one night, you're not taking the time to really understand your body or theirs, right? So you can you it, you can have sex with twenty people and still not be experienced. Hmm. Like, Because just because, well, that was gonna.
1: Well, uh, not to cut you off, but that was going to be my next question. Like sometimes I think, well, my question was going to be like, do you think someone who has had like an abundance of sex partners is a better partner? Because they've had this experience. Because I think sometimes we think like if you slept with a bunch of people, you must be good at it or you must have, you know, taken things away from it. Do you think that would make them a better sexual partner
0: or a worse one? No, no.
1: You think it makes it a worse one, Pearl?
0: Yeah,
3: I, I agree with her.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, you you don't have to spend the block a hundred times to be good at something. Like, I feel like if you truly take the time to learn the partner of the person you want to be with, you're going to be the best partner for them. And those societal pressures shouldn't matter because you found your one.
3: I like that. Um, and that's why I kind of wanted to, you know, talk about, because I think with guys, especially with guys between like 18, 19, 20, going into college, just like, you you got to-
1: they down there making
3: faces. You got to, you, you got to, You gotta sow your oats and stuff, and I fell into that trap, like I did. And I'm not here to tell. If you want to do what you do, do what you do. I'm not here, but I'm just here to give you a different perspective and show you what the end result is. Is that the end result the same? Like you, you don't feel fulfilled. There's still like whatever the void or whatever. You, you just don't feel fulfilled at the end of it. You know, you you did it. It's done. But you're
1: saying it's not fulfilling. Like it's
3: not fulfilling. Like it's just it's not. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna stay here and lie to you. It's fun in the moment. But at the end of the day, when you, you grow older, you mature and your mindset changes. For some people, it never does. I'm not here to judge, but it doesn't. Um, and for others, it does. But when your mindset changes, you're just like, yeah, it was cool, but I didn't have to do that. But you don't think like that at the time, you know? Right. Yeah. You
1: that's a- you've been oh, down oh, there oh. quiet, making faces. Yeah, you've been there there quiet. Like, you been quiet. Yeah. Very quiet in the corner, like thoughts. <laughs>
2: I'm just listening because it's interesting. Like, Nah, honestly, bro, you're supposed to be No, no, but I'm, I, I am going to talk, but I'm just saying it's just interesting. So that's why, you know, when y'all see my faces, I'm like, hmm, okay, that's an interesting perspective. That's interesting. Because I I think, for me, I agree with a lot of things that have been said too, um, to some capacity. Uh, for me, like going back to other questions, like I didn't really, I, I was trying to think, like I haven't really had that talk with my mom I don't think well I did but it was more so like my mom was a very religious person so it was more so like this is bible based principles you
0: get a <laughs> so period you
2: I didn't get all that though <laughs> didn't all that. we didn't go that far okay
0: but she no, broke what? it
2: down from that and like what can happen as an end result and then I would say I still made my decision I think part of it was Some of it was society, but some of it were also just like the lustfulness inside of me, which I should have been able to control because I look back on it now and I'll be honest and say, like, I wish I was still a virgin. I can honestly say that. Like, I feel like things would be a lot easier when you don't have something. And then you also like, when it is time for that to happen, it's like, quote unquote, like we said, you may have not been experienced, but if I did get married or whatever it may be that I will learn my partner and I will become experienced with that person and grow with that person. But do I think uh, at this point now, like when I look at when you are sleeping and having multiple partners, part of me agrees with y'all that you don't become the best partner, but part of me also disagrees in some capacity because what if you are dealing with multiple people for a long period of time? Does that mean that you not you didn't learn their bodies that well? And, you know, for some people, they end up like being having a rotation for years and they have the same people as they say or the same people they're involved with. So that doesn't mean that they didn't learn that person's body. So I guess it depends on how does that look like if it's just I can see if you're like you're just hooking up with people like every night, yeah, I mean, most guys, I would say to be honest, like most guys just want to get off. So yeah, yeah I, don't care not- about all that. I
1: don't know, when I think about it, part of me feels like maybe you aren't truly learning that person's body because I would assume at some point you would try to do something that you did with someone else with like girl number two. And then same thing, take something you did with girl number two, do it with girl number three. And I, I think so- in, the heat, in the heat of the moment, sometimes you, for, you may forget what is pleasurable for one person, Cause you may be tuned out thinking of you know growing up before. That, that's
2: possible, but then it that, also depends on how it's set up. You know, I, again,
1: that that's how the true. rotation is set
3: up. Yeah, it, it is. You got to set it. But see, that's why another reason I can't do that anymore. That's just too much work. Like, <laughs> boy, I, I'm not on have that. They're like control. a schedule. It's, yes, we. That's the funny thing, Guy They on so Monday
1: through Wednesday.
3: Yes, that whole there okay. is a schedule. There's even a girl, time. What girl do you
1: think you've ever been in, in, in before you got married? You, you a Monday girl or a
0: Tuesday girl. I, I was just Sunday Bible time. <laughs> I was, was God girl. I was his number one girl,
3: <laughs> but no that that's a hundred percent like the rotation stuff. But yeah, I I I yeah Jay, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. I don't think you're taking a time really to learning uh the person people body when you have multiple partners. This is just my perspective on it. Uh Cause it's just too much work. Cause like you said Paris, like you, you might get in your head that it's a, you know girl number two, but it's actually girl number three and girl number three likes this, but she doesn't like that. But you are thinking about girl number two with this and that but you know, you could also perfect your perfect uh, your rotation to an extent to where you, that, that rarely happens but at the end of the day, it's still gonna happen. So, mm-hmm. and that's why I'd say when people say, you know there's some friends who I don't know how they did it respect to them but who got married as virgins and people say, well, how how do y'all figure out what if the sex is bad? I mean, the sex is bad usually for the first time with somebody, it's not as good as it's going to be till you guys start to understand each other.
1: Everyone's first time is bad, I would think. I mean,
2: some people are married and still have horrible sex still. But they
1: they (laughs) do, yeah.
2: And they've been married a long time. So I'm just saying, but I agree with you. But that
3: leads me to my point though, of where I'm going with this, is the only way you get better at that is from honest communication. Mm -hmm. babe I like when you do this I don't like when you do that I like when you do this I like and it's not and you can't be like for us guys we can't be so egotistical and like get our egos like hurt when somebody says like if your lady your woman's communicating like yo don't do this but like this and and ladies isn't all in the matter of what you communicate y'all can't be coming up here and like man you got some trash dick we ain't trying to hear that get out of my, yeah, but, uh,
0: I don't think I've ever said that, no, I don't,
3: I'm not saying that, but I'm just giving an example of that, maybe not, to
1: your friends, you say that, yeah, to, you yeah. say that to your friends, in, group like, chat. in the group
3: chat, but, but sometimes, and what's funny about that part is, I think there's a certain arrogance when women, when it comes to sex, like their box isn't trash, or they're not trash, it's the guy that was trash. This is like
0: a whole separate podcast episode. I've always wanted to know what makes trash vagina, but we're gonna have to literally. We'll,
3: we'll, we'll, we'll table that. that. I just wanted to like uh, uh, say that well, like I mean, sometimes there's an arrogance with women like they're not bad in bed, but sometimes they're laying down like a fish. Oh, I and, get it. And, and, and they're not good, but it's.
1: Yeah, and
3: yeah. Stiff like a board. Yeah, but oh. <laughs> Or they get on, you know, they get on top and they don't know how to ride correct. They, they, they don't know angle. They don't know anything. But then they'll say, oh, the guy had trashed it. No, you were garbage.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, a, you know, everybody's knees ain't made the same.
2: they <laughs> I don't know, because it's, <laughs> it's, again, one of those things, like, I, I, I agree with a lot of things. But then I also think that, it, it don't, won't need y'all getting angry when I say this. I'm ready. Not, not you, Pat, but I do feel that a, a lot of times women women will leave men over not having good sex, and men will keep trying with women, and women will literally leave a man if if it comes to money, they're not providing that or good sex. Like women will a lot of times leave a man over those things.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's what, why. Can, I, can what? y'all just tell us what makes? I think Pearl. I know we could do a separate episode of this, but I just kind of want to know what makes women have bad sex outside of like planking and like in bed and being in a board like what makes bad coochies like that's what pearl wants to know i mean if your back
2: you can't even bend your back you can't yeah, do the arch less. like
1: especially
3: with there's no arch your arch to like you know the doggy style or anything like that that that, that that's terrible that's a sign of an amateur but they come in here
2: smelling like fish like what
3: but it's not even just that like for me it's um like if I spend all this work, you know, like getting you, you know, ready to go and everything like that. And then like, when it's time for me, you kind of like, Oh, well I'm taken care of. I'll just, you know, do the basics for you and then you should be fine it's just like no like you know take your time with me like i took my time with you but what also makes trash Mm -hmm. vagina is just women who aren't like really mentally in it and what i mean by that is like you can kind of sense when your lady your girl your your rotation we really don't care about rotations but your lady your girl somebody you actually have a connection with like a strong connection, a strong intimate connection. Where you can st- you can tell whatever they're there, but what makes it trash is just like the lack of communication, or lack of you know vocal. Like some some people are really quiet, and maybe that's just a natural character. They're not really uh, adventurous. Like if you want to do the same two positions every time because you just are you scared to try something new or something that will make it boring and trash too. Because guys, we simple, but we also complicated. If that now, means. did
0: you set these expectations up front because? I feel like sometimes, like, there's multiple ways to go into a situation, right? You can go into yeah. it, like, I'm trying to blow her back out, right? Because then we know what we're going to get. But, like, you had mentioned the sensual part, and I loved that because I feel like I would understand that being trash, too, if, like, you wanted a special moment and she was, like, blow my back out. And, like, y'all are on different pages.
3: And, yeah, and uh, trust me, I don't mind that. I mm-hmm. Let me be careful. What? I'm <laughs> be very. He's careful. like I will
0: blow your back out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> look. look. Uh, Pearl said it for me. So, what? But what I'm saying is, it's like right.
1: Miss Purity Ring.
3: Yeah. Miss Purity Ring. Sunday <laughs> service. Um. But what Amen. I'm saying with that is that. Uh, the, it all boils down to communication because sometimes your lady, you know, and I'm saying lady or significant other, not rotation because I don't really care. I'm not. I don't care, but your lady or your you know girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever she may be. You know, sometimes you're going to want that blow your back out stuff. Sometimes she's going to want that central, but that always comes with communication. And like you said, good, like set the expectation up front. I think that kind of changes every time. Like, you know, sometimes you want sensual, sometimes you want that rough quickie. Sometimes you want that, you know, do this, do that. But that, always, that all comes with time, right? You're not going to completely understand your partner's sexual needs the first time. And the first time is usually trash for everybody. Mm. What I mean by trash is like you might- I ain't never off. been
2: trash, bro. I'm sorry.
3: Mm. They just have to tell you the truth, <laughs> but um, but they're, 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 it just comes with that uh, communication is what I say uh, with that, and I do set the expectation in the front. Like, look, like this is what I like, you know. This is what I don't like. This is what, I, and then when I get comfortable, if it's somebody I'm seeing for a long time, right? Somebody Dan's like, this is what I like doing. This is what's gonna get me there. But um, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Not i just don't feel like people have a lot of these conversations i think it happens in the moment and i was kind of thinking like going back to how you were saying like for women a lot of it is mental it kind of made me think about like maybe some women um have that block especially if they know the person they're with is also with other people right. um because i would i would assume that like in some ways that affects a performance too because in a way I think men and women can also sometimes tell or gauge like if the person I'm with was just with someone that earlier afternoon or the day before or something like that and I think that kind of messes up the flow of the intimacy also messes up the flow of the activity because it's like oh you want me to put on a show and be ready but like I don't know. Like, it's just hard because now I'm thinking about what was you doing with Susie earlier this day? That's um, yeah. And then I also think about like how that would affect the performance of someone who is. I don't want to. Well, since we're talking about being promiscuous, but someone who is out here having a bunch of sex weekly or daily, you know how. I mean, I, in my mind, I would think at some point it would become less enjoyable because this is something now that you're doing constantly. Right. And so exactly. I would think that sex would have less of a meaning or a connection at some point.
3: And, and, and it would. And that's another like destructive, uh, as somebody who can't, that's another destructive behavior that, that, that uh, develops with that. Like it becomes just too much of a like almost transactional. Um, right. and yeah. Um, and you know if you're in that role like if that's your you know your per, you know profession your occupation it's different but like if you're not in yeah society, we love sex workers here yeah yeah, yeah then that's yes. not saying anything <laughs> about them right but but that is uh that is something that does happen that does mm-hmm. happen and I do understand what you mean by blockage and yeah some of it's in a moment but you know, from some experiences for me, some of the more mature relationships that I've had there's also been out after it. Cause you know, you don't want to try to s- talk about everything in a moment because you're, you're both trying to get off and we pause into like, let's try this. Mm-hmm. That. Sometimes, sometimes in a moment it's cool. Like sometimes you just, boom, let's just see if it works. But sometimes the conversation afterwards, like it's cool as well. And, it and, you know, it, you know, yields good results, you know, after, you know. I think. So I do
1: have a question. So since we are talking about like, sex and being promiscuous and stuff do you all feel like when you all went to college because everyone on here went to i believe yeah everyone on here went to college right
0: yeah was a freshman
1: at a university at some point Uh okay so do you feel like when people get on campus that's when a lot of this comes out because i definitely feel like um when i got to college that's when i saw a lot of people just really letting loose and being out here like I admit when I went to college I was very young and naive like to a lot of this stuff and so being on a campus for two weeks and hearing that Susie then slept with Bill and Bill then slept with Tina and Tina then slept with Serena and I'm like I don't even know them like how how did you do all of this but I feel like when people get on college campuses they're like oh new new dick new vagina Uh, my parents not here I'm finna have a ball
3: that, that's that's what it would be. Cause I, you know, I grew up, you know, my parents are you know, pastors they were children's pastors and stuff like that. And why they were honest with me with the, you know, with the conversation probably gave me, in my opinion, probably the most realistic talks about, you know, sex, intimacy, and pregnancy and all that marriage, you know, all that um, very objective, not like, Oh, if you do do this, you're the worst person. They just told me what the consequences were for, you know, whatever actions I did, you know, you know decide to partake in because at the end of the day my dad's perspective on it was always I can't control what you guys do when y'all grown the only thing I can do is give y'all the knowledge and y'all choose to do with it which y'all will or don't mm. um but when I got to college yes that's exactly what I did it, it helped me a lot of, I guess, come out of like a shell or you know you know you know not be so reserved and stuff but I I didn't regulate it like almost like a drug mm-hmm you know like alcohol or anything else like if you just engage too much so that that's just all you're you're going after so but yeah for me definitely
1: yeah what about what about you too, Pearl J what about y'all
0: well I was I still had a curfew when I went to college so I was 17 I didn't turn I didn't turn 18 Um, ma'am ma'am so I still had a curfew. Not, so. not what we not gonna
1: do is is lie. <laughs> what we not gonna do <laughs> legally? Is I did have a curfew. Okay, who so, so goes to college and has a curfew? A curfew. Me, because right. so, I was
0: seventeen.
3: No, okay. Where did you go to college? Because I, I where did you go to college in relation to your home that you had a curfew?
0: I was still out, but when I got there, when you were not, when you when you did not turn eighteen, you had to have a special uh, RA who came to the dorm was like, hey, legally you still have a curfew. And you live kind of... Yeah, I did. I live. I had to live on the limited visitation floor because I was still 17.
3: Wow. Okay, so okay. when
2: you
1: turned 18, liar. Next, uh, now that she's out here lying, Jay.
2: I went to college.
3: Don't lie. He looked like a crackhead. Did see Don't lie. Him? He looked like a skinny crack, uh, like a healthy crackhead. Man. all right. We we're not gonna talk about that now. But- <laughs>
2: When I went to college, I would say that it was a few things, factors going for me. I played sports. I also, with that lifestyle, I think the influence of everyone around me did not help either. Um, and then the notoriety of like, I can do what I want. I had the attitude. Uh, I was away from my, my mom, my parents, uh, anyone that I really do. So it was like, I didn't care about like, you know, how some people want to make a new them new them. It wasn't that I want to make a new them. I just looked at it like this is a free-for-all. And that's why sometimes I'm like, man, was I like mature enough to even go to college? Like, or right, is anybody mature enough to be like on your own? I mean, at 18, that's why I'm like, it's a legal age, but it like the developmentally, you're not that mature. I yeah. mean, the first time I even drank, I was in college. I never drank before college. So I know some people like oh i drink drank before i'm like nope it was it was like my first experience so then from my first experience of that then my first experience of really becoming wild where i was like i ain't never seen this many girls in one location like yeah it's, it's attractive like yeah it's going down
3: right <laughs> exactly, that's just your mindset like who is a uh... Um, Or back to you said like eight, you know, you go from raising your hand to go to the bathroom in high school at Mm. 18 to six months later now in college with all this freedom, like there's no really in between for a lot of people. So, of course, you got all this freedom, you got alcohol, you got this, you got new experiences, new people, new school, new city for some people, depending on where you went to college. So, yeah, I definitely feel that 100 percent.
0: Now, do you guys feel like promiscuity comes like with age, like since then, like you may have been seen as this back in the day? Or like,
2: I, I don't always think it has something to do with age. I think that it has something to do with a lot of times, like where you are in your life.
0: Okay. For me,
2: when I would say that to be upfront, when I was like the most, when I was like, as I say, like really out here, as they say to the streets, Um, I would say I was in a kind of a low place in my life. Like I thought that I was filling the void with doing that type of behavior. Cause it was like, all right, I can go kind of like we said transactions i can go from one thing to the next and not have to ever deal with my own emotions because mm. i have someone else around that's gonna you as i said like you're lonely but not really lonely because it's someone that's actually there so i think for me it was the place i was in my life
1: yeah i would think emotionally it does have an effect on people which i think a lot of times people ignore that part um it, it, and especially too because I think as we've gotten older, some people are able to just deal with it or handle it a little better, but it, it it does affect you as a person. I don't care what nobody say, like in some in some shape or form, catching all these bodies, being with different people, you know, it it, it does something to a person. Whether it shows up, um, you know, whether it's very present or in the forefront of things or not, um, I think it does show up in different ways. Um, but I think a lot of people are more comfortable in their sexuality, which is a good thing. And they're more comfortable labeling things and calling things, you know, different, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of people see an issue with it. You know, most people talk about their whole phase and, you know, it's a positive thing. You know, other people, you know, they're a little bit more embarrassed about it. So it just depends.
0: Now, do you also feel, so like when you have a rotation, do you feel like someone needed to bring something new? or was it just kind of regurgitating what you know like if you had a monday wednesday friday chick like did they all need to bring something different to the table or
1: Uh, okay that's an interesting question miss sunday
0: sunday school that's what we can now call it
3: sunday purity ring and 17 in college right (laughs) miss sunday (laughs)
0: sunday girl
3: um i'm asking these questions on the like the that I don't think has, it, uh, the first question, I don't think has anything to do with age too. I think it's like, you know, I agree with Jay. i just say I agree with him with his stage in life um, because for me, I was dealing with a lot of uh, insecurities, a lot of stuff I didn't like, trauma from my childhood and that I was uh, using, you know you know, alcohol, drugs, women, you know, whatever it was to just avoid having to look internally or deal with stuff on my own. And then when that stuff tries to dry, not necessarily dried up or you get bored or you 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 longing for something different because that void never really truly gets filled, you realize at the end of the day you're still alone. You've just been playing yourself the whole time. It's not necessarily a negative thing either. Some people need to have those experiences to understand themselves better, to understand where they're at more emotionally, but that was just me. As far as your rotation question though, (laughs) yeah, that brings something different, but it didn't always have to be sexual. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you had the girl that can cook, but that also give you that. Or maybe you had the girl that was more kind of a, like a support system, but would also give you that. But so like when when it's bringing something to the table, it doesn't necessarily have to be something new in bed.
0: Okay. I like that.
2: Jay? I knew that's just coming back to me because <laughs> I wanted them to act, answer this question because they made it seem like it was oh. only, you know, it was no. only like, Pearl specifically said a girl rotation, so she put it on us instead of, like, take her some oh, type of... Re-
1: right, it. that's oh, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't go.
2: want to take no oh. responsibility. Okay, but well, I'll go.
1: I, okay, go. Go. I'll go then. Um, not saying I have a rotation, but... I would think if I did have a rotation, I think it's kind of the same thing. Um, Obviously, if you're interacting with multiple people, you're either probably trying to figure out who you want to mainly interact with or they bring different things to the table. Now, I do think at a certain point, rotations um, do fade out.
0: For various
1: reasons, like, you know, people get tired of only being the Wednesday chick. Like, I want to see you on Thursday, or I want to go out, or I want you to, like, you know, talk about me. And I think dudes do the same thing. At a a certain point, people want to be either a little bit more exclusive, or they're wondering, like, why why you don't never answer the phone after 830, or, like, why... <laughs> right. Like, why is it that like if I ask you to do certain things, like you're never available around this time, or I can't just pull up and you know, see you, you know, and things like that. But I don't know. In some ways, I think women are a little, I'm sorry, ladies, but I think women are a little sneakier with their rotations. They oh, no, are way absolutely. better than
3: men. Yeah, I'll
1: admit that. I do I, I think women can be a little sneakier about it. Um, but I wouldn't know because I don't got one. So
3: yeah, no but you're right yeah i agree yeah y'all way better at that way better than us yeah
1: but you can go now jay
3: yeah
2: cool so i think for me i look at it as same thing uh pat was saying like it's literally every time you turn around like it, it will be literally like somebody bringing something new it doesn't always have to do with something sexual like somebody can be someone that you depend on that emotional support. Somebody else is like the best at, you know, as I said, like the better one in just the sexual partner. I mean, I think each person will bring something different. Um, but I do think eventually over time, kind of going along with uh, what P was saying, that it, it does start to fade out because at some point you kind of start to figure out like which one gives you the most balance of it all. Or for some people, they never figure it out I felt I I uh, think of that show I was trying to think of it while I was talking where they like have multiple wives and all that type of stuff you know just so, a wife. yeah 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 stuff like that where they feel like they like always have to have because they can't pick one so I think it depends on the person but I eventually think it's gonna fade out for most people
3: yeah or like Paris said what, what typically happens is somebody wants to be more exclusive when you're not when you're not when it could be on you know men or women is
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's either or right it's not specific to, to to indie to indie gender um but that that does happen um with the rotation that's why the rotation falls off and you pick up another one but um there is still a point in time where it's just like you know for me my patience was just not there anymore and i i, I also i don't know when it changed or what click actually i do know what click but i'm not going to share that today um and what changed for me with that but one big thing was um uh when, when that change happened like it's kind of like just like this is too much this is too much for me like it's, it gets too exhausting like as you get older I ah, for me I'm not trying to because somebody always gets in their feelings somebody always wants more one of them always wants more sometimes it's they leave quietly and sometimes they
0: don't right I was just about to ask do you feel
1: Hey, P-Hub. Thanks for checking out part one of the Are You a Tuesday Girl? Discussing Male Promiscuity and Lifestyles podcast. We had so much fun recording this episode that we had to split it into two parts. So come back next week so you can finish out this recording session and listen to part two. Thanks for tuning in.